Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Good morning, it's Mary Stone talking to you from my screen porch where there is this amazing swarm of blackbirds up in the trees that then land down on the yard and then swoop off like this orchestrated lift off that sounds kind of like a helicopter. I reached out to my birder buddy, Dennis, who lives up the road a piece, who is super knowledgeable on birds. In fact, he does these things called big sits where he sits on his deck for hours with some other birder companions and identifies the species that show up in a given six or eight hour period. He's invited me to join him a few times, but I have to admit, I can't imagine sitting there for six hours identifying them. But anyway, he tells me they are common grackles that often come around these parts this time of year and other parts of the state, and I'm sure other states, to basically feed on the cornfields that are being harvested, you know, cattle corn and such. So anyway, that's fascinating. I'm sure I feel a column coming on. Something more to write about. Ellie just joined me on the porch, and we are getting ready for our morning walk. Hello, Ellie. It occurs to me with the last episode where I recorded turkeys, and this one where I recorded these blackbirds swarming, is you may think I have an obsession about birds, and I have to tell you that I've recently grown to admire them. In my early 20s, I used to jog around the neighborhood of Cliffside Park, New Jersey, where I once lived, and uh, I was beaked in the scalp by a blue jay. I mean, it drew blood and the whole bit. It was very ugly (laughs) and kind of funny, actually. My doctor thought it was hilarious when I called just to question whether or not I should do something special besides cleaning it. And the nurse had said, well, after he laughed, he said, you know, that everything should be fine. So anyway, yeah, I was beaked by a blue jay that I suspect I was near a nest, and unbeknownst to me, because it was a very congested area, and so the nest was probably just in a tree above. So I kind of, you know, had this respect for birds, but a distant appreciation. But now as I've gotten to learn more about their behavior, it just fascinates me. So I'm back on my screen porch after a uh, brief walk with Miss Ellie, who, uh, was having more issues going on, and uh, that's a topic that's been hard for me to digest. But it is part of life growing older. I have to say it feels a little barren in the sense that I had to bring in the indoor plants finally, which is kind of late here that we finally had our first deep freeze, um, overnight frost, I should say. It's uh, beginning of November now, just a few days after the first, and uh, it is more than time for us to have a uh, frost spell. And here we go. So it's a new phase in this cycle of life in the seasons we live. But I want to reflect back on the column I wrote about chasing rainbows and leaves. Hello, fellow readers. Last week during a road walk with Miss Ellie, I admired waves of golden leaves showing their glory. Yes, many had dropped to the ground brown before they ever had a chance to change color, but they are beautiful too. Like the fields of corn, 
that have turned tawny tan after providing their bounty. The night before, I had the privilege of attending a performance of Chasing Rainbows, The Road to Oz, at Paper Mill Theater in Milburn, New Jersey. In an early scene, when the actress playing Judy is with her dad, she opens a box of ruby-colored shoes and joyfully slips them on her feet. How do they feel? her dad asked. Not as good as they look. Life can be like that, his fatherly words of wisdom. The scene flashes back to tell the story of the rise of Judy Garland to her famous leading role in The Wizard of Oz. On the website, GardenDilemmas.com, there's a picture of my feet, my actual feet, in sneakers, rather cute sneakers, I must say, at Newark Airport, and there was a mysterious rainbow that appeared on the tile floor, which I grabbed a picture of. You must check it out. It wasn't with my big girl camera, though. It was with the good old iPhone, which is a convenience, isn't it, to always have a camera with us? Anyway, back to my column. Judy Garland's real name was Frances Ethel Gum, who began her career in vaudeville in a three-sister act. She was an underdog, not the classic beauty sought after at the time. As a teen, she was encouraged to take diet pills and other things to lessen her weight, suppress her appetite, and keep up her energy. So began Garland's history of drug use. Which makes me very sad to think, even in this society today, there's this illusion of the need to be thin. I hope it's changing. I think it is. Don't you agree? I'm grateful for that. Of course, the iconic song from The Wizard of Oz played a significant part in the musical. I did some research to find out about Over the Rainbow because I hadn't known the history of the song and I was fascinated to learn what I wrote about. It was written in 1939 during the beginning of the oppression of Jews in Europe. Yip Harburg wrote the lyrics. His real name was Isidore Hochberg, the son of Russian Jewish immigrants. Harold Arlen composed the music. His real name was Hyman Arluk, also Jewish, whose parents immigrated from Lithuania. Learning the history and the heritage of the songwriters brings to new light their song of hope after just an awful storm. Another bit of wisdom sharing the dialogue of Chasing Rainbows was the reflection that as beautiful as rainbows are, they fade away, but so does the rain. The musical ended with a powerful scene when Garland took off the frilly gingham red checkered dress and blonde wig, declaring that they had contradicted the meaning of the song. From now on, she's going to act the role and the spirit of who she is. The audience exploded in applause over her bravery and commitment to living her true self. Then came the grand finale of Over the Rainbow, which was sung with astonishing finesse by Ruby Rackus, who played Judy Garland. She really was amazing. I, I couldn't believe the quality of her voice. And I actually sing on the side. I should mention this. I sing every week for the Home for Hospice for patients here at the Karen Ann Quinlan Home for Hospice. And one of the songs I sing to patients is Over the Rainbow. It's one of the most requested. Thinking about the lessons inspired a reflection of our spotty fall color due to our September drought. After a wet growing season, which left most of us in anticipation of a spectacular fall. Recall last year's heavy rains and end-of-season summer heat wave that also lessened the glorious hues. And the year before that, how the growing season provided a perfect platform for foliar disease and a drab fall start. But there was a grand finale thanks to the maples that seemed to turn brilliant red and orange right before our eyes. Ideal conditions for fall color are moist growing seasons, 
not soggy like we had, followed by a dry fall, not drought like we had in September, with sunny warm days and cool nights. But life and weather are not perfect. It's a matter of seeing the beauty within and beyond the clouds and over the rainbows. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for part two, Why Leaves Change Color 101. So in the last episode, when we talked about leaf confetti, nutritious vitamin-packed leaf confetti, I made mention of that we had spoken before about why leaves change color, and it occurred to me that was in our written column, and I have yet to chat about that on our podcast, and a few of you asked about it, so I'm going to reflect back on a column written five years ago. So the reference to uh, weather trends, of course, relates to the time of the column, which does not pertain to the season. (laughs) Hello, fellow readers. I'll bet Bridget of Forks Township is not the only one who wants to know what influences the glorious colors of fall. We all know it has to do with cooler temperatures and shorter days, but why do some trees turn red while others stay orange and yellow? So here's the scoop. (laughs) During the growing season, leaves produce chlorophyll, which uses the sun's energy to combine carbon dioxide and water to make food for the tree. This process is called photosynthesis. We all learned about that in school now, didn't we? While there are multiple forms of chlorophyll, most reflect green light, hence why most leaves are green. As the growing season ends, shortened daylight and cooler air signal the tree to hunker down for winter. The tree cuts off the leaves linked to water and minerals, and they begin to die as chlorophyll production ends. Then the sunlight breaks down the chlorophyll in the leaves, which uncovers the carotenoid pigments, yellow, orange, or red, previously masked by the green. By the way, the foliage of some tree species turns brown and never show bright colors. The remaining chlorophyll produces an abundance of sugar which is not used up by the tree. Red pigments called anthocyanin are created through this excess sugar and intense light. These pigments primarily serve as a sunscreen to protect the leaves from too much high-intensity light. That's why leaves in direct sun may turn red while those on the shady side of the same tree may be yellow. Sunny days and cool nights provide the best weather for anthocyanin production, and this year the drought impacted the metabolism of plants, which added to the red pigments. The most vivid colors emerge after a warm, dry summer, we sure had that, and autumn rains, which prevents premature leaf fall. Our dryness caused some leaves to drop early, but we enjoyed sunny days and frostless nights, which has made for a color trifecta. It didn't occur to me until Bridget asked the question, there is a sequence of color that shows up in the fall, first yellow, followed by orange, and ending with red leaves. It's during the mid-fall season when all the colors overlap that we enjoy the peak color performance. What a show. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com It was interesting to reread that column written so long ago because I didn't really think about the uh, sequence of color and its routine of yellow followed by orange, then into red, and and how this year it was different. It was definitely the the brown dropping early before change, as we talked about. Um, But more than that, um, we sort of ended with yellow 
it is true, though, the, the maples and the Japanese maples especially became a brilliant, brilliant red, which really was glorious. And in fact, I met with a, a client of mine not long ago, actually last week, and we were reflecting on the oddity of this fall, which again, there was beauty in. And uh, we were talking about the anticipation of the coming winter. And she was saying that because the deer have grown in their you know winter coat and it's the color of a mule she said you know a very dark gray which is it is unusual I didn't notice until she pointed it out now that I look at the deer in my woods I see them as very very dark gray which indicates a harsh winter ahead and also the um, burning bush she was saying was more brilliant red than usual as were the Japanese maples which apparently is another signal for a harsh winter ahead I always have fun with that topic. In fact, maybe we'll include that as one of our podcast features. What are the old wives' tales, or what is the other word for that? Folklore. What is the folklore of certain things that we count on and have some fun with? Anyway, that's a fun column, too. But thanks for joining me on my screen porch. This is Mary Stone from GardenDilemmas.com. Have a great day. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.